You're listening to episode 238 of the Create and Thrive podcast. Have you ever wanted to just stop using social media for a while? (laughs) I know I have, and so I have. I've just taken a whole month off from social media, and uh, today I'm going to talk about why I did it, how I did it, and some advice for you if you would like to do the same uh, without tanking your social life or your business in the process. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Okay, so I took the whole month of July 2020 off from social media. Uh, as I record this, it's the 3rd of August 2020, and I, have, I, I actually haven't gotten back on yet. <laughs> I lie, I did briefly check Twitter, and today I haven't gone on Instagram yet, I haven't gone back on Facebook. Honestly, I don't really want to, but I'll talk about that in today's video. So I took uh, the whole month of July off from social media and also from content creation, which is kind of a separate thing. If you want me to do more about that, please let me know and I will. Uh, Disclaimer on this, the one thing I did still access was my Facebook group for my Thriver Circle, which is my membership community for makers. Uh, But I did in that July month I did actually take two whole weeks off and I did have someone in there taking care of things for me while I was away so that was my one um my one thing that I did do uh because as far as I'm concerned that's the forum for my members and I didn't want to neglect them for a whole month so uh what I did and I'll talk I'll talk about how I prepared and implemented that how I managed to you know spend time on that particular part of Facebook without getting sucked into the rest of Facebook I'll talk about more later in the video but I just want to get that out of the way first to make sure I was clear that that was the one thing that I did do so I got off Twitter I got off Instagram I got off Facebook uh, and those are really the only social media that I use YouTube I stayed off my business account so I didn't see any comments or anything like that Uh, I did still use YouTube because I use it Uh, like in the evenings I watch ASMR videos to relax sometimes and I'm on a journey of like learning strength training and stuff and a lot of I follow a lot of people on there and I do workouts and stuff so I didn't want to cut that out for that reason Uh, but I certainly I've never felt like sucked into YouTube if you know what I mean like I use it for specific tools it's just kind of like I would use Google so uh, I didn't cut YouTube out even though I know it is a form of social media I just kind of stayed away from the comments. So that was my sort of ecosystem there. So what was my impetus for deciding to do this? Well, uh, I used to love social media. So back in, you know, the old days (laughs) in the late noughts, so 2007, 2008, I think I kind of got on Facebook and Twitter because nothing else existed then. They, They were the social media. I really enjoyed Twitter for a couple of years. I've made a lot of friends and connections through it. It was really a real, um, asset to my business back then. Same with Facebook. Uh, it worked really well for me for the first few years, but kind of as the 20, tens the teens came along and the years rolled by I found myself less and less enamored by social media I kind of over the last few years I very rarely post um, on my private so my my Facebook 
um, profile. I very rarely post there anymore. Um, I just didn't enjoy it really anymore. And uh, especially places like Twitter, I felt that's kind of was going in a unpleasant direction that didn't really serve me, uh, serve me or my mental health very well. Uh, same with Facebook in a lot of ways. So over the last few years, I've kind of, I've pulled away from it. Uh, I already have implemented things like, uh, about a year ago, I just purged everybody I was following on Twitter. I just deleted everybody I was following and started from scratch and started, you know, cherry picking people who were talking about stuff I was really interested in. Uh, on Facebook, I, st- I started, Sorry, friends and family, I do love you all, but I actually started unfollowing everybody, like everyone I'm friends, all my family. I unfollowed them all, all my pages, I unfollowed them all. Uh, And I actually have on my computer, I have a blocker. So when I open Facebook, I have no feed. I I don't see a Facebook feed ever. So I only get on Facebook for work. And if I want to like use a group or look up a friend or someone in my family and talk to them and see how they're going, right? So I've eliminated a lot of those things already from my life. I've kind of minimized my usage of social media, but I wanted a real break. Like I was feeling with, especially now this, this video is specifically kind of talking from a perspective of someone with an online business that is their livelihood. Um, so for me, social media is part of my work. Uh, so as you, as you can tell from what I've just talked about, for my, in my personal life, I really don't use it anymore. Uh, I talk to my friends via WhatsApp or on the phone or whatever. Like I, I still have a lot of friends and cultivate things. And we use like Facebook events to get people together. Or we did. <laughs> pre-COVID times but um yeah I just was feeling the pressure of social media you know the constant grind of having to publish to Instagram every week and put stuff on Facebook and I just wanted a break from it and uh, I've done social media sabbaticals before my first one was a number of years ago now and it was a huge mind uh, mind shift mental shift for me when I did that the first time because I was definitely kind of addicted Uh, to social media at that point in time and it changed my relationship with it completely and since then I've taken digital detoxes on a regular basis but I've never done a whole month and I was like right it's time to do it it's time to just give it a crack and do a whole month off social media and I'm really glad I did so uh, that was kind of the, the theory behind why I wanted to do it let's talk about how I prepared for it Okay, so I didn't just disappear <laughs> off social media, off especially my business channels and even on my personal uh, like Facebook page because some people, like my mom, would often message me on Facebook Messenger, right? That's how we tended to talk. But I didn't want Messenger. I didn't want anything. The only things I kept to like communicate was WhatsApp because it's literally just a, a message, like it's like messaging on, you know, Uh, SMS sort of thing except via the internet so I kept WhatsApp because I talked to my actual friends my real life people I know on WhatsApp so I um, a a list of things I did on my personal Facebook page I put a a note up saying you know I'm doing this and I you know instructed people how to contact me phone or SMS for because the people who follow me in my private thing have those things (laughs) or email so I kind of told people what was going on so they knew. Same with my business channels. I um, like I sent an email out to my Create and Thrive list to tell them what was going on. I published a blog post. I created graphics, like a swipe graphics that actually explained what I was doing so that I was taking this month off. You know, um, I'll be gone for this long. If you need to contact me, here's how to do it. So giving people my email address so that they could still get in touch with me. So I created that and I put uh, a notice on, you know, my Instagram bio and on 
all of those social media I put up that graphic explaining what was going on and that I was going to be taking a break Uh, the next thing I did was uninstall all my social media apps uh, off my phone so that they're not there to be tempted by Uh, also you need to log out of all your social media platforms on your browsers on your device and on your browser on your computer uh, so that you you know you don't just automatically if you happen to open it you're not automatically logged in so you go and I went and logged out of everything I even went to the extent of because I use LastPass to manage my passwords like a lot of people do um, I went to the extent of deleting them <laughs> deleting the social media from my LastPass obviously after writing them down somewhere um, so I wrote all my passwords you know and and gone to um login details down for like instagram and twitter and stuff uh and then i got rid of them off my last pass so there's no way i could just log in easily on my device so um yeah you could also block them if you wanted to kind of go the extra step use something like stay i use a plugin called stay focused on chrome to actually block websites out at certain times and on certain days so i if you i didn't actually do that because all of these other um, steps were enough for me to to keep me off social media Uh, except for of course i still had facebook because of the group thing but i'll talk more about that in a bit Um, so you could do that if you really don't trust yourself (laughs) to be able to stick to it you can do that as well Uh, so that's a whole bunch of steps that I took and that you might want to consider taking as well if you do decide to have a social media break like I did so implementation so this is when I actually you know day one the uh, the first of July 2020 uh, so I did all the preparation stuff beforehand Uh, one more thing I did do because I knew that I was still going to be getting on Facebook on my computer I I took it off my phone completely so that I would only be getting on it when I was sitting at work doing work Um, what I did is I went through all my groups and pages and everything and made sure that I turned off notifications for everything so that I wasn't getting notifications for any groups I was part of or any pages or anything like that so that the only notifications I was getting on Facebook were from my Facebook group for my community Uh, so that kept things real easy because I didn't have to avoid looking at you know other notifications and getting maybe sucked into them Uh, so that was the step I took to allow me to still access Facebook as a ecosystem without getting sucked into it is turning you could uh, turning those all off you could also you know unfollow all pages and and unfollow all your friends and family and stuff like that as well Um, and those are all ways you can minimize your ability to get sucked in while still being able to use it for what you might need to use it for but for most of you who don't like have a community or group like that uh, that is a a paid membership you know if you have a free group just take a month off (laughs) you you know you're not they're not paying to be there you you'll be back or you know get somebody to go in there as your community manager and and take care of it for you for a month Um, so yeah that's the one sort of little tricky thing I did there so this isn't my as I said this isn't or wasn't my first social media sabbatical so I kind of had a bit of an idea of how it was going to go look the first time I did it it was really hard (laughs) the second third time got progressively easier I probably would recommend if you've never done a shorter social media sabbatical before start with like a, you know a long weekend or even a weekend or a day <laughs> I don't know how into it you are but pick a shorter amount of time to do first to make it easier for yourself maybe just a week uh, and see how you go with that 
if you think you're going to get withdrawals from it if it's a huge part of your life like by this stage in my life social media is not a big part of my life whereas back then when I first did it it really was so kind of take that into account Um, if you're going cold turkey it can be quite challenging the first time that you do it um yeah so it was super challenging obviously the main point of implementation is to stay off social media which wasn't honestly it was not hard for me i did not miss it at all i didn't struggle not being able to access it um there were a couple of times where i was like oh i wonder you know if this particular event is on and of course everybody uses facebook events these days to organize things um kind of you know i came across something on google and they had a facebook page and i'm like mm, you know for a, something like that like a menu for a restaurant they might only have it on their facebook page i'd probably make an exception for that really because you're using it for a specific purpose but yeah there, there, there might be a few things that you find challenging if your whole social life is based on social media you're going to find it challenging obviously um but my my genuine social life does not live on social media so that was okay for me um being the age i am (laughs) uh i you know my i talk to my friends via other methods so yeah a good thing to do is to have a replacement activity you if you are especially if you use social media a lot or if you have your phone around and you 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 have the habit of reaching for your phone and going to a social media app when you are bored then you are going to be finding yourself still doing that but not having anything to reach for which you might find really jarring and difficult so it might be helpful to have a filler activity there and I did this so just because of that habit right Um, so I actually made a list of news outlets and essay sites that I enjoy reading so you might want to make a list of blogs you enjoy reading or something like that or you know um something else that you can kind of go to uh, to fill in those little gaps pockets of time that you've previously used social media to fill Uh, so I would go okay well I've got 10 minutes sort of waiting for something I'll just grab my phone and check the news out or I'll grab my phone and read an essay and that worked really well for me so not only you know did I have something to do when that impulse struck it was educational and interesting and um I actually found over time that it decreased like for some periods of time I just didn't even know where my phone was for days because we live in COVID times and not leaving the house so that was really nice (laughs) and you might find the same thing happening for you but if you are really um, consistently on your phone like checking it all the time having some sort of activity like that or you know a game you play or something as long as you're not going to get sucked into that like all the time but whatever just think about that and think about something that you might want to put in place of the social media um for those times you do pick it up or you might just want to go i don't want to be picking my phone up all the time so i'm just not going to have anything and that's going to just be something i'm going to have to deal with so the big thing here as well is to pay attention to how often you do reach for your phone um it definitely decreased over the month for me Uh, I just wasn't reaching for it as often I wasn't on there as much I was doing other things and it was great you know I definitely felt untethered from it in a very real way that 
you know, especially a couple of years ago, I would have freaked out about because I felt like I always had to be available. I always had to be on. Uh, I've moved on from that way of working in business. And uh, I've talked about that on other podcasts and other videos about like setting boundaries for yourself and for other people and expectations and whatnot. Really, really powerful and really important in, if you want to be doing this for the long term. Otherwise, you'll burn out. So that was a really interesting thing as well, watching how often I reached my phone and how that decreased over time. So what was the outcome for me? Well, I, as you can probably tell by now, really enjoyed having the break. Uh, I haven't even gotten back on. I will get back on. I'll put Instagram back on my phone, but I might only do it maybe once a week. I'll put it on in there and I'll upload, you know, my latest video or podcast uh, so that my followers can check it out if they're interested. Uh, but I don't, you know, going, I was feeling a lot of guilt around not being as engaged and as active as I should be, especially on Instagram, because Instagram is really a hub for the handmade community. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to put pressure on myself in that way because my business was fine. Both of my businesses were fine. You know, uh, my jewelry business went along as per normal as look, as I said, um, actually I didn't say, I said it in my last video about 95 to 98% of my sales come from, uh, Google search, Etsy search, Pinterest, and my mailing list anyway, for my jewelry business, I really haven't been super active on social media for years now. Uh, I'm still there and I do post sometimes, but it's not really a big part of my marketing strategy at all. It was more so for Create and Thrive, um, you know, doing social media, uh, sorry, doing Instagram stories and stuff like that. Because sometimes I do enjoy it. Sometimes it's fun to like share the behind the scenes and share what's going on and talk about things that are coming up for the business. So I think I'm just going forward. I'm going to be a little bit more easy on myself and just go, well, I'll share the stuff when I want to, when it seems relevant and not push myself to be, you know, putting content out there on social media on a regular basis because it's just not a natural thing for me and it's not a natural part of my business. I'd rather be spending time making videos and making podcasts and you know working on the SEO for those, sending them out to my mailing list because every you know I send it out every week on my mailing list and working on growing my mailing list because honestly for, for Create and Thrive that's where most of my students come from. They find me via YouTube or pin or my podcast or my blog. They get on my mailing list and then they come and do one of my courses or join me in the Thrive a circle and I I guess while I knew that was the case it, it really reminded me of that that those are the platforms I need to be spending my time and effort on because those are the places that are really bringing me the people who do support me in my business so that I think that was a, a nice reminder for me so I, I you know within the first few days even of getting off all social media, I definitely found myself feeling calmer. My mind was more calm. I wasn't feeling that constant distraction to be going and checking social media in when I, you know, when I was working, I wasn't feeling distracted to go and do that because I couldn't. So I was much more focused. Um, obviously I had a whole two weeks, I had a whole two week holiday in the middle of this as well, like two weeks off work completely, which is the first time in possibly forever since I started my businesses that I've had two whole weeks completely off without having to worry about emails or anything like that. So that was pretty fantastic and I really enjoyed it. Um, I spent a lot of time. What did I do? Well, I worked, did my normal work during, you know, normal time. Although I did, as I said, took, I took the month off from content creation as well. So I did some planning. I did some, um, you know, behind the scenes work that I'd been neglecting. 
And then I did a whole lot of other things. I did a lot of hiking and walking and reading books and reading novels and learning more about my hobbies, doing some gardening, exercise. I went to a lot of cafes um, here in Queensland in July, our COVID restriction, we had pretty much no cases. So we were mostly free to be as normal. So <laughs> I took advantage of that with, you know, really an understanding that this might change. Uh, I went out, took myself out to a lot of different cafes and restaurants to support my local businesses in my community. And uh, yeah, really just enjoyed living without feeling like I had to document my living for the internet. Uh, which, you know, in the past I would have been doing Instagram stories and taking photos while I was on my hikes and stuff. And I was just not doing any of that. I was just living in the moment, living for myself and enjoying my life without feeling the need to share it. And uh, that was a real relief and I really enjoyed it. But of course, I'm an introvert. I'm an only child. <laughs> I'm quite happy spending time by myself with myself. So it's not surprising that for me that was quite enjoyable and quite relaxing. It's not going to be like that for everybody. If you are an extrovert, if you are someone who really gets energy from other people and interacting with other people. And of course, if you are in a lockdown situation at the moment with COVID, social media might be your lifeline right now. And it might be the only way that you are connecting with people and in your community and, and finding out what's going on. So you know, the point of this video is not to hate on social media if it works for you. The point of this video is to tell you that if it doesn't work for you, you can go away from it for a while or maybe even completely and still have a successful business and a happy life as well. In fact, I think in a lot of ways, disconnecting, especially just for a period of time from social media and other people's thoughts and and issues and questions bombarding you all the time it gives you the chance to really be with yourself in yourself spending more time in the present moment which really is all we have isn't it so it worked really well for me i really enjoyed it it's definitely something i'm going to be doing yearly from now on i'll be taking a month off every year if not more uh, it's something that i will be incorporating into my business practice and into my life going forward and I really enjoyed it and I think it's really paid off for me. So I recorded that a few weeks ago and I have hopped back on Instagram since then a little bit. <laughs> I am still uninstalling it on the weekends though just to have a break. I still don't have Facebook on my phone. I've hopped on Twitter a couple of times but yeah mostly I'm still pretty disconnected from it and just kind of a bit more relaxed about it for now and I actually feel a little bit more excited about getting back into Instagram um, I think after having the break which is fantastic so yeah we'll see what happens there and uh, another piece of news in case you've missed it is that I'm running the Pinterest challenge and Pinterest is where I'm going to be focusing uh, in September. So the Pinterest challenge is a yearly challenge I run in my membership community, the Thriver Circle. And in previous years, it's just been like 10 minutes a day. We all commit to spending 10 minutes a day working on our Pinterest accounts, whether that's making more pins, creating pins, uh, organizing our boards you know, pinning more stuff, just basically being an active participant in Pinterest and trying to get into the habit or back into the habit of doing that if you've kind of fallen off the bandwagon. Because Pinterest is an incredibly powerful traffic driver to your shop. And if you're not using it, 
you really should be and I did talk about this more in my last uh, solo cast and, and YouTube video from a couple of weeks ago five reasons why you should be using Pinterest so check that out if you're not already and this year I'm also adding in a daily tip uh, so every weekday I'll be adding a tip or trick or little secret thing that you need to know about Pinterest that's going to make your life easier and it's going to make your Pinterest account more successful. So that's happening inside the Thriver Circle. Head on over to thrivercircle.com and sign up before September 1st if you want to participate in that. Now for the membership, it is pay by the month. It's a subscription. You can leave anytime. And so if you want to just join us for the challenge, you can do that. Just sign up for uh, the month and make sure that you, you know, take it all the way through to the end of September and you can be with us for that. It's going to be a great thing where a whole community of people are going to be working on one thing together, which is really motivating. And I'm really looking forward to doing it myself and getting back into using Pinterest a little bit more consciously than I have been in the past. So if you do decide to join us for that, make sure to sign up at least a week ahead of time and take the Pinterest for Business workshop that I just did earlier this month. It's an in-depth workshop that'll help you get started to set up a Pinterest for Business account, talks about how to set your boards and your pins up for success and a few other details about little ins and outs of Pinterest that you need to know in order to make the most of it for your business. And you can find that in the workshop section of the Thriver Circle uh, members website. When you're a member, you can log in and get access to that and 30 plus other video workshops all about handmade business specifically for you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please do share it with your community, whether that's face-to-face, -face, whether that's via Zoom chats, whether that's on your Facebook pages or Instagram. Uh, I really do want to get this podcast out to as many people as possible and help as many makers be successful as possible. Uh, I've got some more interviews coming up for you in the future, some more episodes of the show, of course, for the rest of the year. And uh, I'll be back again next week with another one. See you then. Bye for now.